Hey everybody, this is episode 300, and in honor of that, we are taking a clip from the movie 300. Please enjoy. This is Sparta! Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking, and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. I was bored the other day and I was watching Joe Rogan on YouTube. I like watching him in clips because unlike some people, I can't listen to him on two and a half speed to make him more digestible. Anyway, he had a guest named Michael Easter who has a book out called The Comfort Crisis. And basically in this clip I was watching, he was saying, we are never bored anymore. When you have a moment of solitude or inactivity, you go for your phone. And I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I was primarily interested in this because I don't think that's you. I think you're the exception to this rule, but maybe you think differently. What say you? In the history of our show, I have never been researching a topic and immediately went and bought something. I didn't actually buy it. I put it in the Amazon cart. I'm going to give it three days but I immediately bought something. This is such a great topic. This guy, Michael, is fascinating. And he literally says, be bored. That's how you get out of your comfort zone is by being bored. What did you, what did you put, his book? Uh, I, I, no, I didn't buy his book. I knew you were gonna say that. No, I didn't buy his book. I'll tell you at the end what I bought. Um, but um, this idea of being bored, and th there's all sorts of studies that say being bored makes you creative. Yeah. Also, they talk about how um, when we were on the Serengeti, it was a survival technique. Like you're picking berries and you get bored of it because like there becomes less and less. And you're like, all right, I need to move on. I think the most obvious reason is creativity. And even if you work as a CPA, you need creativity in your life. And uh, I think it's also a defense mechanism. Sometimes if I'm waiting for someone, I feel uncomfortable. I feel it's, it's weird to just stand there and I feel like, I, oh, I'm important. I need to look at my phone. There's some message I need to get to now and people use it as a shield. I don't think you answered. Do you do this? I don't think you do. I kind of vacillate, but I definitely make myself consciously be bored and not look at the phone. Like for instance, if I go to the grocery store and there's a long line, I will say, okay, we're going to do this board style and not look at the phone style and just stand there and look at things. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then like, you, I remember just in the summer growing up, I'd be like, I'm bored. And my mom was always putting me in camps or all of us in camps and stuff. But like we would find one of the most um, engaging things I remember doing is when it would rain, we would do stick races in the gutter. And that was so fun. And I don't think kids would do that now. You know what a stick race is, don't you? Of course. Yeah. Um, one of the things, though, about being bored is that, you know, we all get sad, depressed, anger, all these emotions come to us. But Instead of sitting with those, we then click on the phone, read something, watch a Netflix show. But all of those emotions are still there and you're not dealing with them. If you're bored, you have to wrestle with the thoughts that are in your head instead of doing something. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you the story before, but one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life, I was aware enough not to pull out my phone. I was in a club 
uh, with Nicole for a work event and she had rented out a, a private section for 30 people and we had to get there first and she had to go downstairs and wait for people. The club was completely packed except our section. We had a bouncer and I was sitting in this corner couch and everyone's looking at me like, who is this guy? And I was like, I'm never going to be in this situation again. I need to just embrace how awkward it is. And I appreciated that, but it, it's really hard to do. There's this great story of Dick Cheney during 9-11, Vice President Dick Cheney. Um, the, the planes, they don't really know what's going on. The planes, they're trying to stop air traffic control. The president is far away, so he's essentially kind of the president. And they have to rush him to the panic room. They have to rush the vice president to the panic room. They're like, you got to get down there, sir. We don't know what's going on. And like, he's like, oh, crap, I forgot my magazine. He didn't want to be bored in the 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 breakout room so he's like he had to bring his reading material to not be bored and that's me like i try to bring some reading material wherever i go we had to wait for my daughter's covid test the other day it was like 20 minutes and i brought my vanity fair like i am extremely like when i go on an airplane i bring like two books a magazine and like five downloaded shows i don't want to be bored i want to be entertained yeah being on a plane or being in car trips was the worst i Anytime I like, I remember being in car trips and we had entertainment. My my parents had this conversion van that had a TV in it, and we were entertained somewhat, but not like it is today where you have an iPad. But I think about my mom when she was young, she and her family drove from Louisiana to Los Angeles with six people in a car. I think it was seven. There was three up front and four in the back, no air conditioner, no radio. I can't imagine doing that. That's going to be mind numbing, but there's. But so. Were their brains trained to just be bored? Like my kids today could obviously sit for an eight hour car ride, but they'd be in, insane because they know that there's tablets to entertain them. But back 30 years ago, do we just like, well, there's nothing to do other than look out the window. I, I mean, yeah, I guess growing up in a hot climate, you don't know anything different. And this is what it is. Like there's not like the to the torment of I could be on an iPad and I'm not, but you just had to sit there and be creative and you come up with silly games like the license plate game or I spy, or I mean, different things, but it'll be interesting. I don't know if we'll be able to quantify it, but what happens moving forward with the amount of creative ideas that come out, because if you're, if you're always stimulated, you can't um, come up with something new. Jerry Seinfeld talked about, we talked about him on the Ter uh, Tim Ferriss podcast. He's like, you just have to sit there and if nothing comes out for 30 minutes. I have to sit at the computer. 30 minutes every day. If you talk to like purist runners, they don't listen to anything when they run. Yeah, like my pure runners. brother doesn't listen to music. Like, and that's like the, I feel like they're saying like there's some mental part as well as the physical part to running mental in that you can't be entertained while you go through this long period of endurance. Yeah. And also it's important to know you can't really do a substitution either. You're like, I'm not going to be on my phone. You can't go watch TV watch YouTube, go on a, I mean, sometimes I go on a walk, but I still listen to music or I listen to podcasts. So I guess it was funny. They talked in the Joe Rogan thing about how they were knocking their own medium being like, Hey, don't listen to us anymore. But <laughs> it was, it, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Because when you do that, when you listen to something on a walk, you really are paying attention to the things that are around you. Whereas opposed to if you have silence, you go like, I've never seen that manhole cover before or that tree or whatever it is. And you can say, well, that's stupid. I don't want to care about that. But it's really amazing if you just pay attention on a walk, all the stuff you'll see. Yeah. I mean, Nicole and I go on a lot of walks and 
whether you know it in the moment, I think just the more aware you are, it's just more data points that you pick up. You're like, oh, I like that color or that's dangerous. And it's just things that kind of just seep into your subconscious and whether you're going to use it immediately or not, like noticing stuff is helpful. You know, we talk about this every once in a while. We'll have like a John Muir quote about when you go camping, like when you go into the mountains, you don't typically bring, uh, you know, podcasts or TVs or whatever. So you're just sit there looking at trees for like a few days. Yeah. And it's nice. I remember camping one time we had no, this is sorry, no cell phone service, nothing. We were in Rocky Mountain National Park for I think eight days, seven or eight days. And I remember I was going down to the creek to fill up my water bottle and I was thinking, I was like, there could be a world war right now. And I would have no idea. And that was kind of nice. That's a weird, nice thought. But that's the thought I had. I sometimes think when I'm camping, like someone could come murder me in my tent in the middle of the night and nobody would know. Yeah. Well, to be fair, every time you tell me you're camping, I try to find you and kill you. But I haven't been. <laughs> it could have been an Amazon cart. Um, so we're going to have to talk about this again tomorrow because this guy's book, I forget the name of the book, it's something about getting out of your the comfort, comfort crisis. Zone. Embrace discomfort to reclaim your wild, happy, healthy self. Because the two topics he also talks about, think about, so uh, be bored, think about your death a lot. That's another topic. And then there's another one about exercise. And I don't think, it doesn't really have a relevance to what we're talking about today, but I literally went out and bought this after prepping for this guy. Oh, well, if you want to find out if Larry put a coffin in his Amazon cart, <laughs> please reach out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you're going to stay on social media, share this with someone. Um, but if not, listen to Michael Easter and get out of here. I'm Andrew for Larry. Thanks for stopping by.